It's time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Episode 542, a pitch deck versus a business plan and why most suck. And when I say suck, I mean really, really suck. I see a minimum of five or 10 of these a week, and they are beyond awful. They are so bad. That's why I wanted to do this episode today to hopefully, uh, if your pitch deck is in really, really bad shape, maybe give you some advice, give you some tips, some strategies. Um, if it's really, really bad, start over. Figure this out because if you don't figure it out, you're probably not going to raise money or you're going to spend years and years trying to get your uh, independent film funded. So let me let me describe very briefly uh, pitch deck versus a business plan. And in some cases, they are used interchangeably. And I'm not saying one is right, one is wrong, but typically a pitch deck is a document that's very well art directed. It's very, uh, very kind of snazzy, kind of high concept. And this is used typically to pitch to streaming giants, to studios, to networks, to get them to green light your film. So a big corporate entity is going to fund the five, 10, 25, $30 million and get your dream project made and distributed, okay? Versus a business plan is typically a much, um, it's a much more plain and simplistic document that's really geared towards equity investors. So if you're trying to raise, let's say $100,000 or a million dollars or so for an independent film that you want to do yourself, you want ultimate control of that uh, narrative or that documentary film, you're collecting checks from individual investors, that's a business plan, okay? So most of what I get, they they're really look more like uh, pitch decks, and they're just, they're awful, okay? So let me go through some of the problems with them. And I don't know if they're teaching this stuff in film school or if everyone in these film finance groups is using the same stupid stuff, but the, some of the pitch decks I see, they waste two or three pages inside the pitch deck going on and on about the tone of the film or the color palette of the film. So they say, so... This is a kind of a unique story, and we want the palette to be kind of a very misty, foggy gray, much like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Or they'll say, this is going to be like something like Red Dawn, and we see a lot of pinks and rich reds and oranges. And they'll waste one or two pages describing this nonsensical color and stuff, which honestly... If you're, and I'm not saying this, if you're trying to go to a, a Netflix, an Amazon, a Universal Studios, a Sony Pictures, 
because I've only been in those uh, those offices a handful of times, and I've never been able to get twenty twenty five million dollars for any of my projects. I have not had luck. I'm not the best person to give you advice on that. But if you are trying to whatever your pitch deck or business plan is, trying to get money from actual investors, people who are going to write you checks, that doesn't help. Okay, the whole tone, color palette, I would just cut that completely out. Another thing you want to eliminate from your pitch deck or your business plan is you don't want you do not want to have a page or a big paragraph about what your estimated ROI is or what your projected return is. That's a big no, no, no. Could open you up to lawsuits. I saw one that said, oh yeah, we project we're going to have a 150% return or we're going to have a 2x return. Okay, um, It's nonsense. You're probably not going to make that money and your investors are going to be furious. Okay, Especially if that's the expectation that's inside a pitch deck or a business plan. The other thing that's a huge problem is um, a lot of these decks, they'll have two or three pages of their cast. So these are basically just nonsensical wish lists. Wish lists. Um, and let's just say you've got an $800,000 film. That's what you're trying to raise. And you have Ryan Gosling, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Amy Adams. Okay? Where is if you were being more realistic with your investors, and I always like when I'm talking to my potential investors, I always like under-promising and over-delivering. So if you set the expectation you're going to get somebody like Ryan Gosling or Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Pine or Bradley Cooper, and you end up with Eric Roberts or Danny Trejo, or if you end up with Bai Ling, okay, that's a huge, huge letdown. Your investors are not going to be happy. And that's not an apples to orange comparison. And you're probably not on a $200,000, $500,000, $800,000 independent film, unless you have a unique strategy, you're probably not going to get a whole bunch of A-listers and Academy Award winners to be the lead roles in your films. Okay. Now, talking about films, this is another problem I see with so many of these pitch decks. They'll have kind of, they're trying to kind of paint the genre that their film is in, and they'll have kind of this um, kind of this panel of three or four other films. They have the, the posters in their business plan or their pitch deck, and they'll have these, these things like um, Mission Impossible 3 or uh, these big, big studio films like, like uh, Green Book or, you know, Academy Award winning films, Slumdog Millionaire, whatever. So the problem is you're comparing to your investors a $500,000, a million dollar film to a film that was probably a lot of these panels I see, these comparable posters inside the pitch decks, a lot of them were funded directly from the studios. They were studio projects to begin with. They weren't independent films or they were independently funded films in the 10, the 20, the $25 million range. And then on top of that, they had a 25 or $30 million P&A marketing budget. Okay? So you cannot compare 
apples to apples with what you're trying to raise money for. And all of this just makes your pitch deck look so slick and so ridiculous that potential investors get turned off. And here's the big problem. We're at this, we're in this world now. We've been in this world for several years. People just go to their, their phone or their computer and they're gonna Google. They're gonna Google uh, what is the success rate of independent films? Well, if they do that, they're gonna find out, according to Google, that 70% of all independent films either never get finished, never get distribution, or never make their money back. And in fact, I just Googled this today. I did not know it was this bad, but apparently, according to Google, 97% of all independent films fail to turn a profit. So you got a huge, huge problem if you're overselling and you're hyping this pitch deck for a film that you're trying to raise half a million, a million dollars for, okay? It's not gonna work. You're gonna look like a shyster, like a, uh, a carnival barker, like you're just this hype meister, okay? Now, I'm gonna talk about a business plan as opposed to a pitch deck, and here are some of the suggestions I would uh, strongly suggest you make which will increase your odds of getting funded. Now, a business plan is a much more simplistic, very uh, very simplistic, easy to read uh, document. Now, the cover page, that can be very well art directed. You can have a really slick poster, your key art, nothing wrong with that. But the rest of the 10 to 15 pages, okay, really should never be more than 15 pages. Really closer to 10 is ideal. Short, sweet, get right to the point, not a lot of fluff. Whether you hire someone like Louise Levinson or you bring on a skilled veteran producer who does these, it's got to be easy to read. Um, and you don't want to just go out uh, to Fiverr and hire somebody there that God, you know, even if, you, even if you do get somebody for 25 or 50 bucks, how do you know if they've even made a film, let alone if any of their plans have actually successfully raised money? Okay, so that's a problem. A couple of things you want to have in there, your log line and your synopsis. That's going to be one of the first two or three pages. And that log line should be no more than one or two sentences. That's got to quickly kind of sum up the hook, what your film is all about. Synopsis should be a couple paragraphs, no more than one page maximum. Uh, one of the next pages after that should be your, um, your top sheet. Now, the top sheet, this is the top sheet or the summary of your detailed line item budget. Potential investors never look at the 20 to 30 page detailed line item budget. They don't know what they're looking for. They're not used to looking at film budgets. So this one sheet that goes inside the business plan is critically important. And here's, um, here's kind of the big, probably the most important thing I can impress upon you is make sure if nobody on your team is a veteran line producer, meaning that they have not done detailed budgets 
for films in this budget range that you're trying to raise that have been produced, distributed, and hopefully made money, then you need to get somebody who does. Because the one kind of the magic bullet on the very top of that top sheet, it's going to say this preliminary budget was prepared by, okay? And that name, John Doe or Jane Doe, whoever it is, the potential investor, they're probably going to look up on IMDb or Google John Doe's name. And if they Google John Doe's name and he has 15 or 20 films that he was a line producer or producer on, that's going to give that potential investor confidence. And and even better, if your potential investor has watched or is aware of some of the films that your line producer has worked on. Now, uh, your business plan must also include a unique marketing plan. This should be one or two pages inside your business plan. Now, the really, really tragic part is a lot of the... Um, business plans or, or pitch decks really that I've seen, they'll just put a couple of paragraphs in there and they have a lot of fluff saying, our plan is we're going to go strategically to these top 20 festivals and we're going to win some awards and we're going to get these laurels. And then once we get some buzz at the festivals and win a couple of awards, we're then going to pitch Netflix and Amazon Studios. Okay. Well, there's two problems with that. The film festivals post-pandemic are not what they used to be. In fact, if anyone is part of a festival, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but most film festivals are not worth their salt anymore because they've gone hybrid. They're still virtual. They're not getting the attendance that they used to get pre-COVID. And the distributors, the buyers, are not going to a lot of these festivals anymore outside of the top 10 festivals like Cannes, Berlin, Toronto, Tribeca, Sundance. Those are legitimate markets where distributors are. But all the rest of the film festivals, they're not going to do you a lot of favors in terms of helping you make a sale or find a distributor. The other thing is, I hate to say this, but you're probably not going to get picked up by Netflix, Amazon, Paramount+. Plus. Now, it is possible, but you don't want to paint that picture too vividly for your potential investors because it's going to be a big, big letdown. Okay. Um, now, this is a very important page or two pages. It's going to be maybe your third or fourth page, maybe your second and third page of your business plan. This is your team, your team members. This is going to be you as the producer, the filmmaker, um, could be your writer, uh, director. In some cases, if you have a really, really top, top notch Emmy award winning or Academy award winning DP, then you can put that DP on your team. But typically it's going to be the producers, writer, director, the key team. Now, here's my advice. I hope you listen to this. If you, meaning your team, the two, the three, the four of you that are listed in this business plan, if none of you have multiple feature film experience, meaning you haven't produced a feature that got distribution, that hopefully made money, and trust me, I was in the same exact boat that you were in 1998. I'm 
in my business plan for the bros, we were trying to raise a million dollars, okay? I didn't have any feature experience. I had only produced a few shorts. I had a lot of acting experience, big whoop. Um, the writer-director had done a few shorts, had not done a feature. The other producer had not done any features. The glaring problem we had is nobody on our team had experience. So we brought in a guy named Tracy Frankel, great guy. We're, I'm friends with Tracy to this day. He was our supervising producer we listed in the business plan. He had worked as a producer on multiple features that had gotten made, gotten distributed, made money. That was our ace in the hole that helped us get our million dollars raised. So I hope you listen to me. Don't try to just do it with the team you have. If not a single one of your team members has multiple feature experience, bring in someone else to your business plan. Even if it's just an advisor, somebody else you can list with more experience. Okay. Now, going back to the, the glaring problem in the pitch deck I talked about earlier, talking about the films, it is okay to have a comparables table Okay, but here's the thing. You don't want to just have three or four posters of big studio or Netflix films with much, much higher budgets with amazing success rates, okay? You want, if let's say if you're raising half a million dollars in your business plan for your film, you want to make sure that most of the films that you're listing in your business plan are close to $500,000, okay? So you're comparing apples to apples. You're not comparing apples to oranges, okay? There's a similarity in film compared to film, okay? Um, and you don't wanna, you wanna make sure if you do a table or if you do a list of all these different films in the genre that you're trying to raise money for or if it's a documentary, you wanna have other similar type of documentaries in your list, in your table, however you're doing it, you want to make sure that not every single one of the comparable films, even if the budgets are similar, that they're not all like, oh, this one made $25 million, this made $40 million, this one made $75 million, because that is an anomaly, okay? It's exciting to show one or two of those because it can happen. That's In fact, that's why people invest in films, because anything can happen but you wanna make sure that most of your comparable films in the genre that you're raising money for, hopefully close to the budget you're trying to raise money for, that not all of them are sky and high, like you know, tens of millions of dollars. Um, now here's another important thing that must go in the business plan. This is a page called your equity structure. This should be very, very simple, easy to comprehend what I call Fred Flintstone English. And the reason this must be super, super easy to understand, here's a little inside baseball tip. Most of your investors, and in fact, on every single one of my business plans, when I'm going out to raise, I'm getting ready to do two films I'm going out this fall to raise money for, most of the people who will invest in my films, I can predict they're gonna be first time investors. Now, I have a handful, I have three or four of um, investors that have invested in multiple films 
you know, back to back to back to back. I've been, I've had some very, very loyal investors. I'm grateful for them. But 95% of all of my investors on every single project, they're usually first time investors. Okay. So if you don't make this really simple and easy to understand, you're probably not going to get investor. So what I mean by that, you need to either in a chart, a table, a paragraph, a page, two pages, however you can clearly and easily communicate. For example, if I am a potential investor and I want to put $10,000 into your film, what percentage of the overall pie, how many points, how many ownership points does that $10,000 buy me? Okay. Then when money starts going in, what does it mean when the money starts flowing in to the LLC or the company? How am I paid out? How does the ROI structure work? That has got to be very, very simple and easy to understand. Now, last page, and I can't believe I saw two pitch decks this week that forgot about this. Even if you, you're emailing your pitch deck, the last page must have your name, the name of your company, the phone number, and your email that they can follow up on if they have any interest or they have any questions. Okay, it's gotta be there. I don't know why two out of the last, this week, two pitch decks I saw didn't have any anything on the last page. It just said, thank you, or something like that. Uh, God bless you. It's like, oh my God. Now, also, if you are able to get an entertainment attorney attached, you, and I strongly recommend that, um, you want to also put his or her name on the last page of your business plan as well. It just makes potential investors aware that everything you're doing is by the book. You have your act together. Um, so I hope that some of these tips, um, some of the do's, some of the don'ts uh, you'll pay attention to. I hope they've been helpful. Now, if you've been sharing your current pitch deck or your business plan to people for one or two months now and you have no investors on board yet, you've got a problem. If you've been sharing your business plan to people for six months and you're not fully 100% funded, stop. You've got a serious, serious problem. Don't waste your time anymore. You've got to go back to the drawing board something is wrong with your pitch deck or your business plan. Now, most filmmakers don't want to take the time, even if it's an extra month, a few extra months to get all of this in order, to get it perfect. And most filmmakers don't want to spend a tiny, tiny bit of money. And when I'm talking about a tiny, shouldn't take more than a thousand, maybe a couple of thousand dollars to put all this stuff together, maybe two or 3,000 tops. Um, but if you don't do that, okay, you're going to keep wasting, wasting, wasting time. If you do that, if you have everything with your business plan perfect, you have a, a, a core veteran experience team, everything is in order, you should get funded in six months or less. Now, here's the thing that's really, really frustrating. I know you don't want to often take a little bit extra time because sometimes you're so excited about going out there and shooting your film. And I know if you, I, I believe me, I've been there. I don't have a pot to piss in 
and I've got to start to raise money. Well, how do you raise money if you don't have money? But if you put in a little bit of money, if you bring the right people in board, if you have all this together, okay, you get funded in less than six months and you're going to get that money back anyway because that is a legitimate development expense that you get recouped. Even if you, um, you know, whatever, whatever legitimate expenses you have, even if you had to, you know, do whatever, okay? I'm not talking about fancy lunches at the Hilton Hotel or anything like that. But anything that was put together, putting together the business plan, putting together structure, maybe getting an entertainment attorney attached, those are recoupable development expenses that you can recoup. And I just want to see people get their projects funded because it's such a, such a uh, kind of a... a, a a struggling kind of a, a, a frustrating point for people so um, that's it listen to this a second time if you want more detail and uh, thank you for listening I wish you all the best thanks for listening and remember it's time there's never been a better time to make your own indie film and if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.